It's Sunday Social. Television presenter, the robber, the writer, the cop, the calligrapher, studio tape ops, industrial spies. We know lots of people, the reptiles and I. Welcome to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis, and let's not forget this is the first show of spring. Yep, winter. Winter. We did it. We've done it. It's behind us for another nine months. Oh, God, it sounds depressing when you put it that way. Hey, it's only nine months to winter. Well, show number 179. I'm thrilled to have you here with me tonight. As always, text me 3920 keyword live. That'll pop up right in front of me. Or, or you can tweet me at Vaughan Davis. Later on, Mr. Paul Brislin with hmm, an alternative to Google. Don't ask how we found that. We probably Googled it. And uh, and some apps, um, some interesting apps, some interesting apps to get through the first week of spring. First, though. tonight is what some people would call a slashy award-winning newspaper columnist slash recording artist slash online publisher slash national anthem singer lizzie slash marvely welcome to sunday social kia and i've never heard that before it's a good one that's that's why you come on the show indeed come to on learn the show. Things. we learn from each other <laughs> well how do you describe yourself when, you, when you're traveling overseas when you're lucky enough to travel overseas what do you put on your customs form that's oh, always my, the determinant isn't the it? customs form is a nightmare so acc is the same trying to you know pinpoint exactly what your occupation is um so yeah, I just basically try and get as many labels in as I possibly can. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I squash them all up. <laughs> so the the thing that kind of got got my attention recently, and the, and and the main reason I, I have you on the show, to be honest, is your I guess we call it an online publishing venture. I you know head head to head with the Herald and uh, and, and and News Hub, Villainess.com. Tell tell me about that for people who have never been there. Describe it to me. Villainess is an online media project for young women predominantly, but not exclusively. It is a forum for um, all kinds of different voices. We have, we've had uh, over 70 contributors um, speaking about the things that are passion, that they're passionate about, um, that are important to them. And yeah, it's been going for about, uh, it must be about two and a half years in now, and uh, we're quite thrilled and shocked to win the Canon Media Award for Best Blog this year. And what sort of what sort of stories do you cover? You know, if, if I were to go on go online today, what are the lead stories? The stories today we I think we are featuring this week um, a young Maori female 
uh, fashion designer, Adrienne Whitewood, and we're talking about what's inspired her. She's showing, well, she's been showing at Fashion Week this week, and uh, all sorts of other things. We talk about, you know, for example, um, why, for example, do we worship the All Blacks but not the Black Ferns, who just had a stunning win in the World Cup. Uh, we ask questions like that. We talk about... Um, what happens when young women get together and then they end up teaching MPs about sexuality education, for example. There's been a recent petition that was presented to Parliament which was spearheaded by young people. So we talk about all these kinds of issues. We also have been running uh, a series recently called The Pitch, which has been politicians making their pitch to young women for their votes. So asking them all sorts of questions about issues that are important to young women. There, there seems to be a million sites, and that's a bit of a, an exaggeration probably, uh, out there at the moment trying to tell us how to vote. Have you noticed that? I this have, it's yeah. It's a proliferation. Uh, I think. And tools and interactive this and interactive that. I know. So so your, your um, approach to it was to get um, politicians in and, and I guess interrogate them from a feminist perspective or from a young woman's perspective yeah how, how did that go did you get um universal um take up did everyone you invited uh, agree to come along no we oh. got really great take up um but we did struggle with a couple of politicians and as as a result there are some parties that are better represented than others which is completely self-selecting as we went out to every party in parliament currently to talk to them um it was really interesting. I think a lot of the politicians were kind of taken aback. I think that they're not really often asked these questions from this angle. So it was really great to be able to just figure out, gauge where they're at, and to be able to present that information to our readers, I think, is really valuable. And, and did any of them surprise you? Because, I mean, you know, the worst thing you want in, in media, or in fact, you know, in anything you read, is for the outcome to be what you expect. Did, mm. did, did anyone come in and you think, oh, this, this person's a, you know, dyed-in-the-wool conservative, but turned out to be the, the, the staunchest ally you could find? Or was it, all, <laughs> was it all just sort of down the line? I think a lot of it and was... And feel free to name names. <laughs> a lot of it was down the line. But there were a couple of surprises, um, um, although not really, you know, when I think about it more deeply, but, um, yeah, there were some, some MPs who I think surprised me. Te Uruo Flavel was quite an interesting um, interview. I think he really put some thought into his answers. Uh, Marama Fox obviously is, like, you know, amazing. So it was, but it was really great to also be able to hear more from her, uh, really focusing in on young women. Um, I'm trying to think of others off the top. We've had probably about 10, 15 um, pieces that have gone up. I would say actually closer to 15. So I would encourage everyone to go and have a look. There's some interesting reading there. So I'm sort of leaping ahead to a later line of questioning, but uh, did you invite Gareth Morgan? Because <laughs> he invited you. <laughs> No, we didn't invite anyone who wasn't currently in Parliament. Ah, okay. um, we yeah. really had to draw the line somewhere, you know, otherwise it ends up taking over our whole site, which is something that we also don't want. We don't want everything to be about politics. So that's where we drew the line, was we approached the parties that were in Parliament. So villainess.com, uh, generally speaking, I mean, there's no shortage of news sites, there's no shortage of blogs, mm. and running one of these things, and I know a few people who run them, you know, Russell Brown included, running one of these things is not easy. No, it's not. Why did you think it was worth doing, and why do you think it's still worth the effort? I thought it was vital, to be honest, because especially when I started it, there was a real 
uh, lack or a very low number of young female voices in the media. So I really thought that we needed uh, an online destination, a media source that was completely framed through a female lens, but, you know, rather than the, the rest of the certainly hard news media, if you want to call it that. Um, not that Villainess is necessarily hard news, but it's not so it's, much it's, soft it's, media, it's, you know? It's what the, the, the online community would call uh, reckons. Yeah, it it's, is. It's There's a, a lot of reckons. Yes, indeed. And But we didn't really see many of those that were from uh, a female point of view, certainly not a young female point of view. So that's why, is because there was a gaping hole, uh, as, as I saw it. And why it's still uh, worth the effort is because it's still really important and it's a place where young writers cut their teeth. We've had a number of young writers who've started writing for us and then have gone on to jobs even here at MediaWorks, um, at the other uh, media organisations around New Zealand and also it's it's a nice fusion of some international um, voices as well. We do have some contributors who are from overseas. So I think that it's the reason I keep doing it is because I constantly have young women coming up to me and saying, oh, I, re- I saw this story and I really liked it. And so I think it really has a quite an important place there. So I'm, I'm going to be judgy judge face. Go for it. And I know you have um, very high standards of, of writing and language and grammar. Mm. A site where a lot of the content is written by younger people mm. Is, is quality an issue? Do younger do younger people do younger writers in in your experience generally have the have the the skills the tools or do they just have the voice and the opinion? Well, we approach it so nothing goes onto the site until it's gone through either me or the deputy editor. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that level of just basic um, copy editing, which, which, which is more than many of our uh, newspapers indeed. have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but it certainly is more than some other um, blog setups that I've heard about. Um, and the other thing that we have is a, basically a, we call it the starter pack. So it's a, a kind of half style guide, half tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. And essentially we lay out what it is that makes a villainous story a villainous story, the things to keep in mind, um, basic journalistic tools, stuff like that. So all of our writers are presented with that when they start writing for us. And and you've said, you know, 70-odd contributors. Um, mm. No problem finding them? Um. Not really. They they seem to come in um, fairly regularly. We would have people approaching us every week who want to write, which is really great. Can be a struggle around exam time for mm-hmm. especially for students because they've just got so much on their plate. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of it can be a bit feast and famine sometimes, but for the most part, it's pretty good. So so that's the that's the content creation side of things. Mm. But what about getting it read? And I was really struck a few months ago by the uh, publisher of the spin-off website where he he pointed out that they were paying more to Facebook than they were, you know, to promote their stories in the news feed. They were paying more to Facebook than they were paying any of their journalists, yeah. which was just crazy. That doesn't surprise me at so all. So how, how do you get your stories read? There's a couple of different ways to approach this um one is that really you know really spot on great timely content spreads quite easily so Mm. there was a piece that we wrote um earlier this month there have been a couple but i think this one was a a a letter to mark richardson um and jesse mulligan about the uh comments that they made to or questions they asked of jacinda ardern and that piece just spread like wildfire because it was completely and the timing was 
perfect. Mm. Um, mm. It was already a really, people were talking about it already. So a type of content is part of that equation. The, the, the Facebook part, we do end up paying significantly less than the spin-off because we don't have the, the budget. Um, but we do end up paying Facebook to basically just make sure that it gets in front of people because even when you have a certain number of likes, the organic reach or the um, number of those people who've liked your page who will actually receive that in their timeline... Just just naturally, yeah. It's just is, so is very, low. Very low. And of course, so if, if all else fails, you can come on uh, Radio Live Sunday Social. Hey, I'm talking to Lizzie Marley from com. back soon. It's Sunday Social, an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughan Davis. Welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis speaking with the publisher of online news and reckons site, Villaness.com. Lizzie, welcome back. Thank you very much, Vaughan. Hey, let's talk about the journey that led you to, you know, to founding this website because uh, many uh, listeners will know you as a, a singer of mm. national anthems at rugby games, which is something you still dabble in. Well, mm. take very seriously. <laughs> Indeed. But uh, how, how did you go from doing that to doing this? Uh, okay. Um, well, what people should know about me that they may not have, certainly may not have known before I started, Villainess or started writing for the Herald, uh, is that I've always had an opinion. <laughs> I've always had lots of opinions, actually, and have always been quite passionate about equality and justice and all of those kinds of things. So for me, really, when I was... You know, you have to remember also I started singing very young. So I would have been 17 when I uh, did my first national tour. My first record was when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, In my early 20s, I think that I simply started being more aware of the world around me. Um, Although arguably I'd always been aware, but perhaps the difference was that I didn't really like some of what I saw. Mm. Um, And I think that I just started speaking out. I started... um, mainly using social media to um, express opinions and that really grew into um, into Villainess and eventually into my column and is, has always been a real significant part of me as a person so I think it's quite um, natural really that it ended up going this this way so let, let's talk about the uh, the weekly opinion column which mm. you, you have in the in the Herald um, you know I, I write the occasional column but I, I'm sort of slave to know when I write a column when I feel like it and it get pub, it gets published when when people feel like it I don't know if I could do it every single week I don't know if I have strong enough reckons every <laughs> single week how, does, how, how do you, how do you feel strongly about 52 things a year? Oh, well, I mean, I feel strongly about a great deal more than 52 things a year. But to be honest, it, it is it is um, a challenge every week to not only feel strongly about something, but then synthesise that into an argument that's between 800 and 1,000 words. Have, 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 I don't think I've seen you do this, but I, I know other columnists I, I know will know in the online sense you know, the, the last resort is doing a Facebook post about what shall I write my column about. <laughs> you ha- have you gone there? No, you I haven't, haven't gone, there. gone there, no. Um, I I'm tend to, the, the best way that I can kind of inoculate myself against that, that, oh, what do I write about on social media, um, is trying to be as aware of what's going on in the world and in the news and current affairs as possible. Uh, generally, there'll be something, even if it's not local, there'll be something international during a week that will really pique my interest. Um, and the other thing is also, I, I do have, and I think every columnist does, I do have pet issues. Mm-hmm. And some of those pet issues 
haven't gone away. They're mm. still mm. an issue. So, so you're um, trying to tell me that women are not yet equal? I, I, yeah, that, I know. That, it's just, that, it'll blow your mind, Vaughan. How many, but... how many columns will it take? Come on. <laughs> God, more than I think I've got in me. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a bit, it's a bit like the, uh, the social media perennial thoughts and prayers, you know. There's a, there's a disaster. We're going to send you some thoughts and yes, prayers. Yes, indeed. And that'll indeed. make it better. There's actually there's a, there's a website. I think it's called thoughtsandprayers.com. I hope can, that the, my column does a little bit more well, than that. Well, I don't know. But <laughs> thoughtsandprayers.com is a very good website. And you can just hit the thoughts button or the prayers button. And, mm-hmm. it, and it sends little it thoughts sends and them. prayers to the, to the, you know, to the flood-stricken um, American this state of your choice. is the world we live in. It really is the world uh, you, you live in. So you, you, ne- you never sit there at the uh, at the laptop and go, no, no ideas. Don't, uh, not, not, not angry, not upset. The world is... <laughs> good <laughs> well then if the world is good then i generally will write a positive column um and i think but no that, one likes that though do well it is a bit of a, a question for me to think about but i do believe that there should be some light and shade in there so i do try i don't always succeed um but i do try occasionally to write a, a positive or a funny or a light column and i'm guessing the positive funny like columns don't get as much response as the more uh, opinionated and, and angry ones, right? Uh, funny that. Uh, yes, you're right. But some, unless it's about someone that really, if I'm being very positive about someone who polarises, right. then there's going to be something that people can hate about it. So yes, of course there is. So, so tell me about the hate. Tell me about the response. Where do tell, I me, begin? tell me about the, um, the, the, the public opinion. Well, I think when you put yourself out there, then it's kind of like one of the, isn't it one of the laws of physics that every action has an equal and opposite reaction, uh, and I've certainly certainly witnessed that and experienced that, and I think uh, this will certainly <laughs> this will polarise. I do believe that me being young and female also plays a role in that. That it's it's much I don't know whether it's easier or whether I just aggravate more, but I I think that people feel more inclined to uh, attack what, someone it's, like me. It's funny because maybe, maybe I'm a I, oh, I, don't, I don't know what this says about me is I, I'm inclined to do the opposite, and and if I, if I were to disagree with you, I'd think twice before responding publicly online. I'd probably contact you personally mm. because I didn't want, I don't want to be seen as that guy who's piling in on the young woman. Yeah, but so you're a nice too. guy. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not. We don't know. We don't know each other well enough. Clearly, I am not. But yeah, you might. So, so yeah, there might, there might be that going on. But, but what, what sort of form does it take? What, what sort of form does the, 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 the criticism, even the hatred, take? It takes a number of different forms. Uh, part of it is patronising, belittling comments, and I they. Thought, I, thought, I thought you described that really well. They are dime a dozen. There's a million of those. You know, whenever I get um, some variation of stick to your singing, I feel like going back and saying, "D." Go back and try to troll me again. Um, but it can be anything from that to rape threats. Uh, I've had a couple of, of people say things like, please shoot this expletive because... So, so where is this? Is this is this on Herald comments? Is this on your Twitter feed? Where is this happening? Uh, it's Actually, it's not on the Herald comments. I do have to really praise um, the Herald and thank the Herald for shutting the comments down on my writing because there, it was oh, becoming a trend. There are no comments be- ah, beneath my columns. Right, right. But, um, but there were. There were in, right. the, in the beginning, and they would generally uh, generate a, an enormous amount of hate. So yeah, I think enormous that it was amount like, of clicks and page views. Well too. yeah, but so, they, we so still get the clicks in the, the we yeah. still get the clicks in the page views though without the comments. So um so I don't think that, that was necessarily a consideration. But um they they occur usually on Facebook and Twitter. And then when I've blocked or banned people in those places, 
they will jump to the other and then they'll jump to Instagram and then when I ban them there, they will eventually end up uh, on YouTube, which actually only hosts mainly music stuff, so right. music videos. So I'll get these random comments um, about things that are completely unrelated to music uh, and I then figure out that it's, you know, Mr. Troll who I've been basically kicking off my so, social so media feeds. You, you say Mr. Troll, are there, are there people... I won't say that you know, but you know of. Are, are, is there a group of people that you know, oh, that's, that's, that's bloody Vaughan again. Here's Vaughan. I, <laughs> I, I blocked him on this, and now he's on this, and now he's back on this. What's his problem? A lot of the time, yes. Um, sometimes people will be, I suppose, more strategic about it, and they'll change their names where they are in each different place. But you will Vaughan find... Vaughan with an A, second, yeah. second A. <laughs> exactly. But you will find people who use the same names uh, around the internet. Or there will be people who I haven't quite blocked but I've muted and they'll sometimes show up on Hootsuite which is a program that basically allows you to see whatever's been spoken about. Yes but also manage a a number of social media accounts which is why I have it um, because we use it for for Villainess Um, and it'll sometimes pop up and it's there is a hardcore group of the the same people who will day in day out just be persevere. Yeah. Does, does it spill over into the real world? Because, I mean, you, you know, you, you live in the middle of a big city. Mm. Um, your photo's on your columns. Mm-hmm. You must run into people who disagree with you. Do, or, or is it one of those, is it the classic hide behind the keyboard thing? Is that is that a real effect? Do you know, I, I think it is, Vaughan. I think, I yes, you're right. I am relatively visible. And I do have people who come up to me and, and want to talk to me about things. But they I've are... Been, I've been with you when someone yes, did. Yes, indeed. And it, was, it was the biggest <laughs> fan moment. I thought they were coming up to me, but they were coming up to you. <laughs> Which is lovely. And I, I really... It wasn't lovely. No. <laughs> well, I really love talking to people when they, you know, want to come up and have a chat. So it, it's... But what I think I'm trying to say is that uniformly, the people who come up and talk to me are the ones who are positive, who actually want to have an engagement because they like something that I've written or something that I've said. The people who hate what I've written or said, or me, or and or me, they're too cowardly mm. to come mm. up in real life and, and have a conversation. And also I think that they realise that the way that they conduct themselves online simply would not be acceptable, certainly in a public environment. Mm. Lizzie Marbley from Villainess.com. Thanks so much for joining me on Sunday Social. Thanks, Vaughan. It's Sunday Social. Everything you need to know about social media with Vaughan Davis. Welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis, and you can listen back to that interview with Lizzie at radiolive.co.nz under Shows and Sunday Social, and indeed all, all of the many, many interviews we've done in the uh, three and a bit years we've been doing the show. But first, a very big welcome Big welcome to Mr. Paul Brisson. Welcome back to the show. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Are you wearing a watch today, Paul? I, I do not. No, I am unencumbered. You are unencumbered. Well, yes. I'm, I'm wearing a watch, and the reason I'm wearing a watch mm. is... To tell I, the time. Well, no. Everyone knows what the oh, time it's is. boring, that. Everyone knows what the time is. That's right. Um, I mean, there's 15 screens here in the News Hub with the, with the time <laughs> on them, plus, right. plus the little screen that lives in my pocket. But the reason I've got this on, it's a Fitbit Blaze, so it's not the current model mm. of Fitbit. It's a big, big square big kind of colourful Fitbit. Yes. It's not because I want to measure my 10,000 steps or know how fast my heart is beating, but because some interesting news came out this week. Oh. It, it got me interested. Well, interesting. first, first the little, little um, sort of contribution to the news, they, they said that 
11%, according to a study, 11% of New Zealanders have one of these on their wrists. Is that right? 11%? Do you think it, that's, that's higher that's than the really world high. average? Yeah, 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 I'd believe that. I, uh, my kids both have Fitbits and most of their mates at school do, so I wonder if it's a generational thing. Maybe it is. Uh, I mean, it covers not just Fitbits, but also, mm, can't remember the other brands. Wearables. The other ones, the not Fitbits. Fitness trackers. Fitness trackers those that go on, go on your wrists. So yeah, 11% yeah. of us have, have those on our wrists, which is why we're also skinny. Oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, and I don't have one. Did you just call me fat on the radio? I, no, I didn't. No, no, you, but, but yeah. no one is sure. fat on the radio. That's the beauty <laughs> of it. But the, the, the news that I'm getting to, and I do have news, is, and this is exciting, and I'm going to mm. try this and report back, um, a new Fitbit is coming out. It's yes. called the, uh, the Iconic. Mmm, Iconic. And the Fitbit Iconic doesn't just count your steps or, um, you know, tell you how fast your heart is beating. Yeah. It lets you celebrate reaching those 10,000 steps by going down to the pie shop and using your watch to pay for oh. a pie. In so fact, that's the first thing I'm going to do with it, buy a buy pie. pie. Buy a pie. I've done 10,000 steps, so I'm going to buy, buy a pie. Uh, so this is this is contactless payments. This yeah. is the future of PayWave and Tap and & Go and all the rest of it. Yeah, so they've got exactly the same sort of um, wireless technology that mm. lives in that little chip on your card or, or or in your phone if you do the Apple Pay or Android that's Pay, right. which yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, if any know. of the banks actually did it here, that would be quite useful, but uh, in fact they if, don't. If anyone from a bank is listening, give it a go. Whoop, yep. but ANZ, ANZ and, uh, yeah, and BNZ all, both no, do those things? No, they, they faff around. They don't quite oh, do, they? do those do things. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they, if they signed a deal, um, all the Aussie banks got together and said, we don't want Apple coming into the market because they'll destroy us. And we, we like making lots of money. So uh, they refuse to play ball. So there's a big stash going on oh, over there. And we're caught in it. It's we're, cartel. We're well, sweating. anyway, the good news is, the good news is MasterCard, and I just happen to have one of those. Oh, do you? So, yeah, I, do. They tr- oh. I do. I don't know why. What's I your just, credit rating? Exceptional. Uh, clearly. Clearly, well, it's a man about town. It is very, very, very good. Um, but MasterCard, according to a MasterCard press release, mm. is putting their contactless payment technology into this new Fitbit iconic phone. So you don't need to have your wallet. You yep. don't even need to have your, your phone. phone. Although, God, I never leave home without well, my phone. Well, you can't leave home without your phone. Walk into the pie shop. Swipe your wrist. Swipe your wrist. Yep. Pie woman looks at you funny. Yeah, calls calls the police, yeah. calls security. Eventually, you explain it all. Have to buy pies for everyone, and uh, and and it's all magical. But uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. I, so I I couldn't agree more. I think it's high time we got away from this. I am sick and tired of little bits of plastic in my wallet, whether they're loyalty cards or credit cards or FPOS cards or debit cards. It's all um, a post plastic world. Let's just stick it all in my phone or in a watch and get on. Please. Exactly. That's so so I I I confidently predict that. Uh, by next next Sunday or the Sunday after, I will have had a play with this, and I will not just be skinny from doing my ten thousand steps. I will be fat from eating all the pies. Replete from pies. Hey, um, do you know? So big news, big news. Big news? Um, well, it's not really big news. Uh, recent news. Mm. Um, I'm trying to trying to tie show content to uh, political to party policy oh, at the moment. Scary. So yes. so the big news. The big news last week was um, the National Party. Nikki Kay, who's you know, yeah, she's been on the show a couple of times. Yep. Um, announcing that all New Zealand primary school children will have yes. the opportunity to learn a foreign language. Good news, right? Well, uh, yes, if it was also including um, compulsory te reo, but of a- course a- we're not doing and that. And if it was more than an hour yeah, a week yeah, and all and that jazz. more than an hour. But yeah, okay, in general, okay, as an election bribe goes, you know, but fair if enough. Only, if only Nikki had asked me first, I would have said, you can learn languages with emoji. You sure can. Absolutely right. Which is which is which is kind of cool. So there's there's a uh, a, a new app out called Learngy. So like <laughs> emoji, but with learn instead of emo. 
and so it's happy. It, yeah, it uses it uses the hundreds of emoji, which are kind of a, they are they're, they're they a universal language. They are. They are. Right? You know what somebody means when they send you a um, a purple vegetable without having to look it up, or in, or indeed a smiley poo. That's right. So it uses so Learnji. It's a free. It's 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 kind of like those flashcard yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. You know, you look at the emoji and you go, mm, what is that in French? Mm. Merde, merde. <laughs> there you go. It, it's a poo. And, so, and, and we've just learned a word. So right, hang right on, on, so we can swear on the radio. Uh, in French. Long, in French. Merde. I, I have sign language, which works really well on the radio. We can, we can swear in emoji. That one is... Is uh, that is, That's bullshit. Oh, I, I can see... Uh, very yeah. nice. That, that's very bad radio okay, right there. Okay, that's awful. So, Learngy, new app, teaches you vocabulary in, I think, half a dozen languages. See the emoji, see the word. Fabulous. Um, but the, <laughs> the little the interesting snippet, and clearly this reflects the, uh, the, the, the interests of the, uh, of the app's creator, is the categories um, are divided into smileys and people, professions, emoji faces, gestures, day, night, time, and... Roger Federer. So there's a, whole, a whole category, there's a whole category <laughs> of emoji in this Learngy app that are all about learning um, foreign words relating to um, Roger, Roger Federer. Federer. So, I mean, you wouldn't get that with the Scotsman, would you? No, it'd just be dour, grim. That's right. That's know, right. It would just, there'd, there'd, be no, um, there'd be no purple, uh, purple vegetables in that one. That's fabulous. That's, a, that's really good. You can learn languages using your mobile phone. Have you? I, uh, I yes. I caught one of my yes, children doing yes, this the other day and um, told them off soundly. How dare you? What's the wildly popular app called? Uh, Duolingo. Duolingo. Yeah, and it is really quite useful. Um, it, she was cracking along in there, and you get these little, um, uh, it's almost gamified. You get these little um, supporting. It's totally um, you know, gamified. Hey, well done. Congratulations. You are now speaking Spanish. And, and I love, I love in Duolingo, maybe we should get a, a language teacher in to, mm. to talk to talk about that. Um, the, you know, the sort of language teacher who advertises via business card in the phone box. <laughs> yes. Which yeah. English, English listeners will, will identify with. We'll appreciate. With. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, Duolingo. I really like in Duolingo the um, the graphic style as well. Just the, the really? interface yeah, of the app, yeah, yeah. little characters. It does look very good. Yeah, it's it's really really cool. Hey, Christmas is coming up. Oh, Christmas already? coming up. How I'm many boxed. minutes? How many? Minutes? Well, not so many. What? Do you know, you know it's five hundred working days until twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, yeah, so if you've got until a, the future, if your company has a 2020 vision where you've got, you know, unless you're going to work weekends and who wants to do that, yeah, you've got 500 right. working days. Hey, Christmas is coming up, mm. and um, I reckon this is interesting. So, a 3D printer has just been launched on yes. a uh, an American crowdfunding website called Indiegogo, and the name of the 3D printer is Toybox, and it is a 3D printer nice. made just. For kids, and, and kind of the idea is like a magic toy box. So this this box, it's about the size of mm, how would I describe a bread it? box? Yeah, mm, no one knows what that is. No, two toasters. If, if a laptop were cubicle, right? Um, cubic. Six, six laptops strapped together. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, and the idea is it just sits on your kid's um, desk or, or um, you know playroom table. Yeah, there's an app that goes with it, of course, and you, you swipe through the app and go, oh, pony. Press pony, oh, no, don't not, know. A, not a real pony. No, I oh, think. Oh, and yeah, and then and then suddenly there on the um, on the on the in, the, in this in, toy box three D printer, yeah. out prints a pony, and it gallops around your room and it gallops around your oh, room and it's your look. and it's your best friend and never leave me pony. Well, Until that, you get another one. That might happen in the ads, but in yeah, real life yeah. it's just this cold, lifeless blue piece, piece of plastic, plastic roughly yeah, yeah. in the shape of a pony. But I think it's quite neat. Um, I think that's they've, they've just met their Indiegogo target. So the way these things work is you have to have, you know, yeah, yeah. a thousand people yeah. saying, yes, I, I, I back it. I one of those. 
the promised delivery by December, which is getting pretty tight for December. Price risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the price is good. It's two hundred fifty dollars US, which is a lot oh, cheaper than what else is on the uh, on the market. But you know the funniest thing uh, the irony of it all the irony of it all of all the things you can print out uh, i think the most popular uh, as far as i can tell is a lego brick <laughs> yeah well lego is quite expensive i would be printing those puppies out left right and center forget well, your ponies I, I can just imagine a nine-year-old entrepreneur going yeah i've got it made i'll get one of these and i'll, I'll just set it up to print lego bricks all, all day, day long and i'll sell them i'll sell them down the uh, down the end of the street cyber currency forget Look. bitcoin Exactly. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, you could weaponize it. You could print out the Lego bricks <laughs> and scatter them across your like bedroom floor. Drops. Exactly. Well, we don't have any Lego. How have I stood on Lego? Yes. So if, if you're keen, if you're keen, I don't, my, my boy's a bit old for this, but if you're keen, uh, you know, if you've got a five-year-old kid, they'll be into this, yep. go to Indiegogo.com and just look up Toybox 3D Printer, slap down some money, and fingers crossed that'll be in your stocking before Christmas. After the break, the apps of the week, including including a very good one, if you're planning to uh, to mark the onset of spring by a spot of sailing and or camping. Back soon. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be Welcome happy. back to Sunday Social. Yes, indeed. Don't worry, be happy. There's a bazillion. Well, there's two bazillion apps out there, Paul, if you're lucky enough to have a, an Android phone. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. we've gone to the dark side. We so have that's gone. It. We have, we have two bazillion. Yeah, there is two bazillion. Hey, my, my app of the week, mm. I, I really like this. Um, did you have a, have a moment to have a look at this, or are you just going to take my word I've, for it? No, I'm going to take your word for it. I, I think it's quite entertaining. App of the week, useful knots. How many knots do you reckon you know, Paul? I know one. One? One knot. Shoelace knot. Uh, the shoelace, yeah. I, no, I can do a reef knot. That's and kind I of can, the shoelace it, knot. Well, it is. Because the, the second half the, of the reef knot, right. you just double the... You, mm. you just do what you did before. Yeah. I'm told I need to learn how to do a bowline. Um, a bowline. A bowline. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was by a fisherman, so I discounted that immediately. <sighs> That's really disappointing. It See, is, this, this is? is the app that this problem is... This is the problem, rather, that this app is designed to solve. So certainly, I don't know what went wrong in your upbringing. No. But uh, in my upbringing, it was, you know, it happened to be quite outdoorsy. So I, I sure, learned sure. how to do the bowling, the, the brick yep. knot, the round turn and two half hitches, Ooh. the clove hitch even. The clove. And I use them all the time. I use them all do the time. You? Well, what are I, for? Well, you know, give me a for instance. Well, for instance, um, tying my aeroplane down to to pickets. Do you not pickets. have uh, straps and a and no, a no 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 ratchets, ratchets ratchets no 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 you ratchets don't, you don't, are ratchet. Real real adults don't use ratchets <sighs> or, or securing securing a load to a trailer. Yeah, yeah well, I do a lot of that, uh, and I use the ratchets. And oh. you're one of those guys who's got the straps, and then you tie a knot in the end, don't do you? The, do Make, the truckies hitch? That's right. So this app for Android, it's free useful knots does what it says on the tin and honestly knowing when to use the right knot and knowing how to tie it i think is one of those really useful things and it's pretty it's straightforward it's simple it categorizes probably i don't know 60 knots yeah which yeah, is more than, that, more than it's fast for a speedboat that's, um, that's right uh, you know, by by what you might use them for. Right. And then when you choose a particular knot, it has a great photo of the finished knot and then step-by-step step how to do yep. it, as well as some useful information about the knot, which is quite cool. Which is quite <laughs> You're cool. a knot nerd. I, oh, I, no. I am, I am, I am a knot nerd. And tells you whether it's a jamming knot or a non-jamming right, knot. Right, right, yeah, there are some, some knots are designed to jam, which is, yeah. which is, which is, which is kind of interesting. So uh, useful knots, free for Android. The, the one thing I've got to tell you, is the reef knot is not on there. 
So if well, you know what, if you don't know how to tie a reef knot, you're just not. You're not ready. You're just not ready for the knots. You're not. So, uh, and it's not on the apple. It's not on the on the. Well, iris. I'm sure there are equivalents, but I could not find. I'm just I could not find the talk. particular app useful knots on, on Apple, but. Uh, that is what you want on your phone. Is, so is uh, it a little video? Is, does it show you? No. No, no, no video? I get 3D, useful knots 3D on my Oh, well, that's, that's probably the same one. It's probably the probably same, the same but one. But that's it's what fancy. I need you to see is I, I've got lots of lots of ideas for knots and they end up looking very much like a um, a broken-legged spider. So Yeah, uh, no one wants that. Nobody wants that. So, yes. Hey, I've got, hey let's let's talk about search engines. So you'll know a bit about this as a, as a long-time citizen Searcher. Of, of, of the internet. Yes. Um, Alta Vista, do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, back in the day, back in the day, you see, um, Google was not the only fruit. And, no. and, and for, for what felt like 10 years, Google wasn't even available. It was, we, <laughs> it was not even there. We Alta Vistaed. And, we, and, and asked Jeeves. And Dogpile. Did you have a Dogpile? I don't remember Dogpile. Oh. Dogpile so, was great. It was a meta search engine. It searched all the search engines for you. Ah. So you got not one million useless results, but ten, 10 million. million useful yes, results. absolutely useless. Well, this is interesting. So we often grizzle. Well, I, I don't grizzle. I'm not a grizzler. Mm. I'm not grizzling bristling. You're, you're um, not a grizzly bear. No, no, I'm not a grizzly bear. I'm sometimes, when I'm bear, I don't grizzle. No. Um, we often grizzle that Google, you know, great that it is. Knows great, everything. Great that it is. It knows it everything. It finds all the stuff. All. But it sees all. Yeah, that's right. It does. And, and a couple of, couple of downsides to that. It collects information about our search history as we yep. go along. And if yep. you're doing it on a phone, that's not just what you're searching. It's where you are. Where you are. Where you stand. Who you're standing next to while you're searching. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That so Vaughan guy mentioned, you know, um, uh, French um, uh, language tuition, and now Paul's getting all the ads for it because, you know, well, yeah. they're standing next to each other. They must have been talking about it. So on the one hand, that... that, that you know, viewed optimistically, that's quite useful. We're, we're getting relevant search information. On the sure. other hand, it's a bit creepy. And a, a, a criticism that is levelled quite a lot at, uh, at Google, and, and sort of more so around, you know, election time, mm. uh, both in the States and now here, is that your search results are yes. just for you. They and are. my search results are just for me, and they reflect our interests, opinions, prejudices, and, Other and searches, biases, right? Things we've already done online. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. they're not uh, unbiased. So... Countering that uh, arrives a, a beautifully named, a beautifully named uh, American search engine called Duck Duck Go. That's right. Which is lovely. It's very simple. It's got that interface, much like Google. It is just what do you want to search? Here it is. Put the, put the details in here. Uh, but the trick is, it doesn't track you, and it does not copy or save your searches. So one search is uh, acting in and on on its own it's not tied to other things you've searched for uh it is really quite useful if you are not interested in having every single ad you're served up for the next six months based R on relating to that relating yeah, to that, that on one that, that one that search you did ages ago yeah. so so you know disclaimer it does still display ads and you know they've got to they've got, yeah, to, yeah, they've got yeah, to feed their yeah. children that's that's right oh and there's like 12 people run duck duck go or maybe 20 it's you know <laughs> compared to google, the 20,000 at google <laughs> a, a, um, a bajillion yeah so it will serve you ads uh, yeah. but they relate on this search and this search only not your history which i'm quite happy which with. is good yeah. um but and this is just so beautiful you can go oh you know what i'll have it without ads and i'll go okay here it is without ads. Uh, so duck, yeah, yeah. DuckDuckGo.com. And, and the other reason you might want to use it is, you know, apart from the I'm sick of Google being creepy side of things, which I'm not, but some people are, uh, is it actually gives you quite a different mm. um, set of search results sometimes. Oh, that's very interesting, isn't it? I, I am, I, if, if Google actually delivered ads 
based on what I need rather than what I just searched for, I would be much happier giving it all my information. As it is, all you've got to do is search for that place, go on holiday there, and then you will get ads for that holiday same resort over and over again. I made the mistake of buying a car, and now I get ads for the car. You bought that car quite some time I ago. I did. I'm still getting the ads for it. Why aren't you trying to sell me car insurance or car cleaning kit or, um, you know, stuff for getting scratches out of the bonnet of your new car? Why do you keep trying to sell me the same product? So it's not as smart as they would have you believe. Uh, and unfortunately, I think that's turning a lot of people off. And you'll see more people going to things like DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Go.com. Turns out it's the 11th most popular search engine in the world. I didn't who, know there were 11. Well, there, there are plenty. There are plenty. Some of them are dodgy, but uh, and, and uh, interestingly, yeah. uh, Ask Jeeves yeah. still exists. Still there. Still, still exists. There. It's the fourth most popular search engine in the world. Excellent. But anyway. That's duck, my dad. Duck, go. Hey, one thing people are um, searching out one heck of a lot at the moment is who do I vote for? Who do I vote for? How do I vote for? How do I vote? Well, how do I vote? That's elections.org.nz. Let's go to know, What was that again? Elections.org.nz. And I'm not even being paid to say that for the the first time in many years. (laughs) Um, But uh, there seems to have been a proliferation of websites promising to help us choose have you? There there are. Inundated. A dozen of them. Yeah. Inundated. Well, we've we've talked about a few of them. Yet another one has popped up at, mm. uh, at uh, well, it's, it's sponsored by um, state, the State Television Network, uh, Vote Compass, votecompass.tvnz.co.nz. Right. Have you had to play with that one? I, I have. I've used that one. I've used On the Fence and a third one whose name will come back to me in a minute. Um, there's and a spin-off politic, the spin-off policy. Off policy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's, and yeah. there's one more, which I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Someone, someone should come up with an app that helps you choose which choosing site to choose. Or, or just lets you fill in the forms once and it just goes off to all of them and aggregates your results. A meta, a poll of polls. A poll of a poll polls. Of polls Radio NZ, we're calling you. Yeah, so um, I, I, I declared, mm. I boldly declared a week ago that um, On the Fence is my favourite. And having looked at that? Vote Compass, uh, yeah. I stand by it. Yeah. I stand yep. by it. Um, Vote Compass, for me, it's a bit dry. Um, it feels there's so many questions about yeah. me and what I've done that it feels like it's researching me. That's exactly what it is doing. I it? know. Yeah. <laughs> it's rather right. than, you rather, are the product, yeah. not the customer. All, all I want to know is, yeah. is you know, um, how, how do the policies That's align right. to what I believe and and, and consider important? Mm. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to have a chat in the next week or two, or hopefully before the election, before with uh, with the designer of on the fence. Oh, and, excellent, uh, excellent. I've got oh, lots of questions. Oh, in fact, who, who was at an event that you? Uh, That's right. That you you chaired just that recently. That would be Kane from. Uh, Massey, Massey University. University. Yes, yes, that's something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, I think so. That's it's a fantastic idea. I've I've run people through various iterations of this 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 election, and they've been quite surprised by the results, uh, and are starting to actually think about who they want to vote for Looking based on policy, which is exactly what these things should be encouraging. Exactly. Hey, uh, well. It sounds like we've just come to the end of our time. So uh, thank you so much to my first half guest, Lizzie Marvelly. Uh, Paul Brislin, you're welcome as always. And thank you very much. Mr. Brighton Liggett, I'm Vaughan Davis, and I will be back here in a week. Nighty night.